This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, all paths point towards a small raise for federal employees next year. It appears no organization, whether it's in the private sector or government, was prepared to face the SolarWind cyber attack. And federal circuit courts lay out plans to allow in-person arguments to start again. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Virginia Democrat Jennifer Wexton says the House will go along with the president's proposed pay raise for federal employees next year. She says the House draft of the 2022 Financial Services and General Government Bill will support a 2.7 percent raise. The House Appropriations Committee is expected to release the text for that bill as soon as today. The Appropriations Subcommittee will mark up the legislation later this week. Wexton says she'd prefer a bigger pay raise for federal employees. She's the co-sponsor of a bill that would give employees a 3.2% raise next year. The Office of Personnel Management has a permanent director for the first time in over a year. More from Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. The Senate confirmed Kieran Ahuja as the OPM director in a tight vote. Vice President Kamala Harris cast a vote to break a 50-50 tie. No Senate Democrats voted for Ahuja over their concerns about her views on abortion and her support of an anti-racist scholar. She'll be the first South Asian and first Asian-American woman to lead OPM. Five different people led the agency in the previous administration. Nicole Lugrisco, Federal News Network. Unproductive federal programs would get canned under a new bipartisan bill. Senators Maggie Hassan and Mike Braun introduced the legislation, which will have agencies present a list of wasteful programs to the Office of Management and Budget. OMB will then work with Congress to decide whether the programs should survive. The bill is designed to root out ineffective spending in the government. Backers claim it would save taxpayers $3.1 billion over the next 10 years. Republican senators introduce a bill to bar IRS employees from leaving their workstations to use official time during the tax filing season. Senator Mike Braun is leading six other senators in introducing the IRS Customer Service Improvement Act. Braun says the bill's restrictions on time usage would address the agency's workload because a quarter of IRS employees who used official time in 2019 hold customer service or call center jobs. The National Taxpayer Advocate finds the IRS received 100 million calls last year but only answered 24 million. A handful of Defense Department nominees are one step closer to being confirmed. The Senate Armed Services Committee advanced the nominations of Gina Ortiz-Jones to be the second-ranking civilian official in the Air Force and Sean Skelly to be the Assistant Secretary of Defense for Readiness. Other advancements include Caroline Crass to be Defense Department General Counsel and Meredith Berger to be Assistant Navy Secretary for Energy, Installations, and Environment. The National Guard is in need of half a billion dollars to keep training going over the summer. Federal News Network Scott Massioni reports. The past year was one of the busiest in history for the National Guard as it responded to COVID, natural disasters, and civil unrest. The five months it spent protecting the Capitol after an attack from a pro-Trump mob may cost the military components some serious training time. Army officials say if Congress can't pass a supplemental bill soon, then the Guard will be forced to cancel many planned exercises for this summer. That could potentially jeopardize aviation and ground support readiness. Scott Massioni, Federal News Network. The leaders of the military services are pushing back against a popular bill that would take non-military crimes out of the chain of command. 
Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Mark Milley, said removing commanders from prosecution decisions could affect readiness and loyalty between commanders and those they lead. The service chiefs were still largely open to taking the prosecutions of sexual assaults outside of the chain of command. The bill changing military law has more than 60 co-sponsors in the Senate. Meanwhile, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin says he's in favor of revamping the military system for prosecuting sexual assault cases as well. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has more. In a statement last night, Austin said DOD will work with Congress to take those prosecutions out of the military chain of command. His decision follows recommendations from an independent review committee Austin appointed early in his tenure. That panel recommended a new prosecution system for a variety of crimes, including domestic violence. Austin's decision comes just after several top uniformed leaders wrote to Congress saying they have serious misgivings about removing prosecutions from the chain of command. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. The newly certified auditors under the Pentagon CMMC program could just be weeks away from getting cleared to do their first assessments. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday has those details. The CMMC accreditation body just authorized Redspin and Kratos as the very first certified third-party assessment organizations. Accreditation body chief executive Matthew Travis now says the C3PAOs could be cleared to do assessments as early as mid-July. But before that can happen, DOD and the AB need to finalize an assessment guide and set up an IT system for tracking CMMC scores. The Biden administration is also reviewing the program and could make changes that further alter the timeline. Justin Doubleday, Federal News Network. When it came to the solar wind cyber attack, the private sector was in no better shape than the government to stop or block the attack. The Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency told Senator Ron Wyden that it's not aware of any public or private sector organization that has successfully deployed technology that would have detected deviations from normal network behavior that could have been detected and or prevented the SolarWinds incident. CISA says it also does not know how many agencies have segmented their networks to prevent hackers from network hopping once they break through the cyber defenses. The Department of Homeland Security set sail on a years-long journey of setting up new cybersecurity measures within the agency. A zero-trust action group will work in three- to four-month sprints, first starting with conditional access and rights management, to build a zero-trust architecture. CIO Eric Heisen said this work should be considered a marathon and not a sprint. The efforts are part of the Biden administration's executive order on improving cybersecurity, which invested $1 billion into DHS. One industry association says it's time to reimagine government-wide acquisition contracts. Federal News Network's Jason Miller tells us why. The basic theory is that underpinned government-wide acquisition contracts, or GWACs, haven't been reformed in more than 25 years. The Alliance for Digital Innovation, an industry association, wants to change that. In a new white paper, ADI makes seven recommendations, ranging from having more on-ramps for new vendors to taking more advantage of private sector past performance. ADI says the recommendations are a combination of some of the innovations happening in government today and some of the pain points contractors are facing with GWACs. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. The Government Accountability Office says the Social Security Administration should reconsider performance expectations for its administrative law judges. SSA wants administrative law judges to issue between 500 and 700 decisions or dismissals a year, but 87% of ALJs told GAO the expectations are too high. Over 80% of judges met SSA's goal in 2019, but 18% met the goals last year during the pandemic. Judges says telework restrictions and the size of case files are the main reasons why they're not meeting those goals. Case files are five times bigger today than they were when SSA first set the performance goals in 2007. After nearly 15 months of virtual arguments, the Federal Circuit Court plans to allow in-person arguments again starting in late August. Law 360 reports that it will first test out new COVID-19 protocols with two cases next month. 
U.S. Chief Circuit Judge Kimberly Moore issued an order Tuesday directing the court's clerk to resume scheduling in-person arguments beginning with the September 2021 session, but left room for cases before then to proceed as notified. Attorneys General from 20 states and the District of Columbia challenged the Postal Service's plan to slow first-class mail. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. The state's attorneys general tell the Postal Regulatory Commission that USPS plans to slow the delivery of nearly 40% of first-class mail would hurt on-time delivery of election mail. Many of the states joined lawsuits last year challenging USPS operational changes ahead of the 2020 election. The states say the changes would especially hurt rural and low-income residents with few alternatives to USPS delivery. Attorneys representing New York City and San Francisco also joined the states in filing their comments. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. And the Interior Department confronts the troubled history of federal boarding schools for Native Americans. Here's Federal News Network's Tom Temin. Secretary Deborah Holland says the newly launched Federal Indian Boarding School Initiative will publish all the information it can gather about treatment of Indians at the schools. They were first established in 1819 and went defunct in the 1960s. The network of schools was designed to uproot Indian children and culturally assimilate them. In an open letter, Holland says that policy ran counter to the doctrine of trust responsibility of the federal government. She adds, harsh treatment of Indian children still resonates. Holland says the recent discovery of unmarked graves at a school site in Canada prompted this latter-day accounting. Tom Temin, Federal News Network. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com, search Federal Newscast, and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Eric White. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com energyaudit energy audit.